Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Tuesday, which means it's time for another episode of The Scruffy Stuff. I am your host, Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News, and I just wrapped up with the 2023 Endeavor Summit presented by the Knoxville Chamber, who asked me to come and visit and and lead some loud table discussions with young professionals about what Knox News can offer in terms of just helping people get more involved in their community as young professionals, and also uh, specifically about some of the things that I cover, whether that's the food and drink and nightlife scene, um, you know, trying to uh, let people know some of the latest uh, things happening around town, or just general business growth and development, sort of where Knoxville is going. And to make it more fun, uh, decided to bring the podcast equipment along and give these young professionals a chance to ask their questions, appear here on the show, and for you, the listeners, to be able to hear some of the things that we talked about. Now, some people wanted to share their name, some people did not, but everybody had great questions to add to the discussion, and we're going to dive into those here in just a moment. But before we get started, I should remind everyone that the Scruffy Stuff is brought to you by Knox News, so head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe, see our latest offers, and sign up to support local journalism today. A subscription will get you access to all of my downtown coverage, all of our Knoxville coverage, and anything and everything you'd want to know about East Tennessee, from politics and government to business and development to higher education and the University of Tennessee Vols. So, without further ado, I'm going to take you to the Endeavor Summit 2023, again, presented by the Knoxville Chamber, who I would like to thank for letting me come and participate in this. It was an awesome time, and here are some of the things that we talked about. Well, I know a lot of people in Knoxville, uh, you know, have come back after living here in the past and have spent some time in other cities in a way, uh, consistently struck by, you know, how much and how frequently they say, like, oh my goodness, the city's changed so much. New restaurants downtown, new bars, new things to do. I'd be curious from your perspective, looking in 2023, for the people that move away and then come back five years from now in 2028, what do you think some of the things that they're going to be most surprised, most excited about, and, and sort of see has changed the most about downtown Knoxville? Yeah, I think uh, probably the thing that's going to change downtown the most uh, is going to be the baseball stadium that's planned uh, in the old city. That stadium is more than just a stadium. There's, there's, two, there's two buildings that are going to be attached to it, condos, apartments. There's going to be a lot of retail around it. And just having something that big dropped into your downtown, I feel like it's probably going to have, it's going to have an impact on traffic. It's going to have an impact just on how busy it is around town. It's going to have an impact on an area that I feel like a lot of people probably feel like is, if you're downtown, like like downtown's a relatively safe place, but there's an area that you feel maybe a little skeptical about. It's probably the old city. I've heard that from a lot of folks. And so, you know, you can sit and debate the, you know, the stadium and whether it's worth you know, spending public money on. But I think something that huge in a downtown is really going to change. It's going to be old city. It's going to be, it's already a district. It's going to be the stadium district and all those warehouses, you know, east of downtown and the Magnolia Warehouse District are probably going to find new uses as well, whether it's more residents 
you know, more apartments, more condos, uh, probably in the shorter term, more like retail and restaurants and stuff around there. So I think people come back like Old City, the place maybe you didn't go before is probably going to be the place everybody's going, I would think. So kind of opposite of that question, uh, looking forward five years, I'm curious, being only here for two years, looking backwards five years, what, since you know Knoxville, it seems like, what would you say was the biggest driver in downtown and helping like launch this change that Knoxville has seen? Yeah, I think one thing that I noticed, well, I didn't notice it when I came here because I just thought it was normal, was when you went downtown, you saw a lot of just storefronts that were something before that it, the business didn't succeed for whatever reason and somebody just came in quickly and filled the space and so and even like five years ago when i moved here like i always heard people say like it's all like beer and burgers downtown like there's no like anything else to eat nothing you know nothing international nothing too fancy never mind nothing too fancy actually is a name of a store in downtown knoxville but i think you know in the past four years it really you know it's still a little bit slow when I first moved here but in the past four years you've seen a lot of people that are willing to take that next step some of them are out-of-town developers that have come in uh, some you know are people and you'll notice that a lot downtown there's a small handful of people that do a lot of things but you know you start seeing people willing to take that next step in development that's going to say oh you know this space has been a restaurant for 10 years downtown I want to open a restaurant too but I'm going to gut the place I'm going to invest money into this building and make it more than just you know filling cookie cutter spaces and so I think the big thing that I've noticed is just old buildings being renovated finding new uses for old things and that's one thing that I think has been really cool about Knoxville is um, you go down Gay Street it's still pretty historical it still looks like an old downtown in some ways but people have invested a lot of money on the insides of those buildings and brought them up to code and up to standards to where you know there's this new level of development that's happening around downtown that thing's driven a lot of a lot of business and a lot more residences too there's a lot of people living downtown now um and I think you'll hear a lot of people say like there has to be people living in the area before you can develop or, you know, you're not going to you're not going to build a brewery and then everybody's going to want to come live there. You have to have people around you immediately to support a brewery. And I think the you know the residential development has done a lot of that as well. I've got a question about beer. OK, so Chattahooligan okay. is an awesome Chattanooga beer. Yeah, it's a Kolsch style ale. OK, give me a better beer in Knoxville. Well, I haven't had that one. So I can give you my favorite beers in Knoxville, and yeah. I would assume that they're better. I don't know. I don't know. What, what you say is a Kolsch? Kolsch. I do love Alliance's Kolsch, so I'm going to throw that out there into the mix. Where's Alliance? Alliance Brewing is on Severe Avenue. Uh, do you know where Severe Avenue is yet? No? That's fine. No. That's fine. So it's like uh, if you go across the Gay Street Bridge from downtown, like across the river, make your first left. There used to be a big JFG sign up there that got taken down recently. Wrote about that. It's that road right there. So there's a few breweries down there. Highwire Brewing out of Asheville has got a Knoxville location. There's Print Shop Brewing and then Alliance is down there at the end of Severe Avenue. But um, I will give a shout out to Alliance and their Kolsch. I will also say one, uh, I can't remember if it's the Great American Beer Awards. One of the big ones recently, Schultz Brow just took home third best brewery in the country, I'm pretty sure. So anything from Schultz Brow is going to be really good. But my favorite beer I'm going to say is... So before I moved to Knoxville, I worked in Morganton, North Carolina. There's a brewery there called Catawba, where every summer they do a PB&J like, series of different flavored jelly releases. And it was my favorite beer for a long time. I thought nothing would ever top it. And then Zool here in Knoxville made a PB&J beer that tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I don't know if that makes it a good beer. I think it's a tasty. It's tasty. It Sold. tastes like, yeah, a PB&J beer from Zool. Like, get it while you can because those are uh, hard to come by. Like Places are running out of them on tap. So there you go. Good, good question. That was a fun one. So where's the best place to get a not beer drink? Because there's tons of breweries 
and the breweries are all super cool. But if you want like a cocktail and you don't mm. drink beer, where do you think is a great place to go? It's a good question. So I thought I thought the question was going to go, where do you go if I don't drink at all? Which I was going to say, that was one of the things that came up in a recent conversation was like, that is one thing about downtown Knoxville. I feel like it is very like alcohol and food focused and not very retail focused. There's not much to do for not young professionals like us, but like younger than professional like kids or people who don't drink. So, but for a cocktail, I did already mention this in a previous question, but I'll mention them again. Uh, Brother Wolf over in Old City. Uh, and I just mentioned them. One, I, I like everything there. I'm not going to say it's like my personal favorite for a cocktail, but they did just get um, recently uh, selected by Esquire for a feature. It's one of like the biggest up-and-coming cocktail bars. So I'll say Brother Wolf is really good. And Brother Werewolf right now. Good point. Uh, they're Halloween theming. And then I'm trying to think where else I go uh, for cocktails because I am more of a beer drinker. Well, I will say, in addition to Brother Werewolf, the people that open that are opening a new cocktail bar at the former, or a new restaurant and cocktail bar at the former Sapphire. I don't know if you remember where Sapphire used to be. Uh, there's a hotel going there now, so they're doing a new concept there. So anything from them is good. Sapphire was great. Uh, what is the most slept on restaurant downtown? Ooh. So Market Square area, Old City, Okay. in that area. I'm going to say... It's not a slept on business. I think their food program is slept on perhaps a little bit is Boyd's Jig and Reel on the corner in Old City. I love their billboards, by the way. I don't know if you ever noticed. They have like largest scotch selection in the world, but then like parentheses really small says one of the largest scotch uh, selections in the world. But um, they're more known for that and for their live music. But their food there, what I'm about to say might like discuss some of y'all but they have an excellent haggis which is which is sounds so weird to say out loud but excellent neeps and taters and and all the scottish food that you could want it's really it's really really good and like a good little springs like side little salad i mean not that i really get excited about salad that often but it's good there so i would say that let me think of another one there oh i will say not watson's for brunch is a is pretty underrated because you hardly ever have to wait on a weekend uh and it's a pretty good brunch menu like if you're willing to sit outside like you can you can like go to like every place on market square it'll be like an hour wait and you can like get nut watson's they'll say like 30 minutes and you'll get in in like 15 it seems like so that's a that's not necessarily on the food side just pro tip quick brunch need something good not watson's following up on an old podcast that you did about the riverfront downtown just wondering what are the new developments that are maybe helping that become more of a spot um you know more of a go-to place for downtown knoxville yeah so two sides to the story because there are two sides of the river the south knoxville side everybody heard about the pedestrian bridge or has anybody heard about the pedestrian bridge that they're planning so they're essentially planning and and there was a uh, a riverfront plan that was adopted back in like 2005 to like help the neighborhood sort of grow and find some new just bring more activity down to the riverfront and back then they talked about a pedestrian bridge that would go from the university of tennessee campus to the south knoxville waterfront and it got kicked around and then it lost momentum and now it's back officially back on the table the state is giving like 20 million dollars to it they're looking to get like 25 million from the federal government um and so that side of the river i think there's a lot of people that are already anticipating that's coming you'll notice like on blunt avenue um like as soon as you get across the henley street bridge and take a right it's like a little road that runs along the river there's already like multiple apartment projects planned there so whether or not a pedestrian bridge happens I think a lot of people are banking on that it will, but either way, growth is already happening sort of on the south side of the river. And you know, we were talking about Alliance Brewing earlier. Alliance was kind of one of the first people on Severe Avenue to make things happen, and then other businesses started following, and now Severe Avenue is kind of blown up into, um, it's not right on the river, but close enough. You can park on the river and walk up the hill, and you're, you're on Severe Avenue. 
on the north side of the river, there's a lot more barriers just because you have Neyland Drive and the river is so close. And there's just a little bit of land in between it. Uh, one of the big places for opportunity is if you head, let's say you're looking at Calhoun's from the river. You're standing out in the middle of the water on a boat and looking at Calhoun's to the right. Um, so there's a greenway that goes up that way. And there's a plot of land right underneath the James White Parkway um, where uh, I think people like launch like, ki- or not kayaks, but like the rowing team uh, rowers launch out of there. Uh, there's, a big, there's a big plot of land right there that they're planning to do. Um, not just uh, residences, it's Dominion Group. I think they're planning apartments there, uh, but they're also trying to make that a little bit of a, a mini riverfront district. It's just one person, one group that's doing it, so it's not like they're going to, you know, there's not multiple investors involved. But I think they talked about a dockside restaurant maybe, um, some some sort of commercial spaces, maybe another restaurant as well, some sort of bar brewery in addition to uh, building apartments, which um, over the other side of the river, Sutry Landing Park area, there's apartments that have gone up, um, same group that did those. So they're kind of looking at both sides of the river, and Dominion's had a, a lot to do in South Knoxville too, the Apartments I live in are Dominion. The apartments that popped up next to Honeybee Coffee on Sevier Avenue are Dominion. And so they're doing a lot of work to I think they see the potential of South Knoxville. But now they move to the other side of the river, too. My name's Ami. I'm with One Knoxville Sporting Club. So we're a new professional soccer club that's uh, come into Knoxville in the past 12 months. Um, this was our first professional year, uh, 2023. They didn't make the playoffs, so that's a little unfortunate and wasn't the target. We obviously wanted to make it. So um, hopefully we can do that next year. But um, we're growing. We're learning along the way, and you know, a question I had for you is, you know, we're brand new. I'm not sure if many people here have even heard of us. Um, we're trying to expose ourselves to Knoxville. Um, you know, we have a demographic, but obviously, it's not a as wide of an audience as, as we'd like. Um, our average attendance wasn't really where we wanted it to be. So we feel as though moving forward next year, you know, there's a lot more outreach we can do to to get into people's heads and, and make people more aware of not just who we are, but, but what we're trying to do. Because, yes, we're a soccer team and we're trying to provide a professional sports that isn't UT uh, to Knoxville, but we're also trying to, you know, develop the community and help provide access, especially for those younger, to be involved in soccer and, and kind of have a pathway from when they can first walk to, to when they're good enough to play in the right. first team. So yeah. that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I've had Brian on the podcast before, and I was on the One Knox podcast as well. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this. First of all, I think, like, One Knox does an awesome job uh, social media-wise. Like, I think y'all, I mean, the, the way you go kind of behind the scenes, meet the players. You've probably I mean, seen me on there a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I talked to uh, Case. Casey okay, yeah, earlier. ticketing, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but anyways, you know, the presence is there. Obviously, I think when y'all move to the baseball stadium, yeah. probably will do a lot of good 100%. as well. Even, like, Neyland Stadium, like, a, you know, a big football game, America football, like, yeah. you know, like – I, I think people I think there's a small percentage of people that go to those games that know every player, know every stat, know how the game works. Like a lot of people I feel like go to those games, even myself, like I'd know a lot about football and I'd go there just to have a fun time, hang out, drink some beer, hang out with friends. And so, you know, I always think like any anytime you have anything that's um a niche interest, a niche in the sense of like somebody who's like a diehard soccer fan. Um It's hard to find. Yeah, well I was gonna say like the more you can put the focus on the people, which I think y'all do a great job of anyways. I think that's the story everybody wants to read. And I think it's a good point. I think it's more, you know, American sports in general, you know, for all the events I've been to um, since I've been in America, you know, the event is what sells the tickets. It's right. not so much the, the talent and the actual sport on the field. It's more so, you know, the, the, the drinks that are being sold, you know, in the concessions and the, 
whether it's live music outside the stadium, you know, the, the event itself right. is what's drawing people. So that's something we're, we're going to try to do, you know, theme nights, yeah. you know, those sort of things is, is what's drawing a, a particular audience. Um, so maybe that's a way in which will help us, you know, grow and expose ourselves a little more. Yeah, and I always encourage people too. like, uh, you know, people think of Knox News, not formally known as, we still are Knoxville News Sentinel, but like Knox News, we obviously have a big digital focus. Um, but a lot of people don't think to come to us all the time with news or don't think to come to us they have something like a little something that they think might be worth something. Maybe it's not a full story. Um, with us being like such digital focus now, like obviously we're talking on a podcast right now. I have a newsletter that comes out every Friday. There's other people in our newsroom that have newsletters. We have a you know a text chat group that you can talk directly to like our sports reporters. And so there's a lot of other ways besides just saying, hey, here's like a big thing 100%. that we think should be a story. You know, so I think there's other ways <clears throat> to get at it too. And then, yeah, I mean, you mentioned like sort of you know it is it is a lot more about the event. With the baseball stadium that's being built, I took a trip, selfishly because I wanted to go back to Chapel Hill, but Durham, which is like 10 minutes away, has a, a downtown baseball stadium there. Yeah. And I kind of went there to sort of see what they are doing, what lessons maybe Knoxville could learn um, from a stadium like that. And they were like, yeah, well, we, we, we ripped out seats, more fan areas. Like, we put TVs all over the place. People will come to a game to sit and watch another game on TV just yeah. to have the backdrop of it. So all that to say, I mean, like, to get the exposure out there, I mean, I think, you know, at least from a media side, like we want to serve our readers and understand not everybody knows all the stats about the game. Like how can our readers, what are some of the cool things that are going yeah. on at the stadium? What are, um, you know, some cool personal stories about somebody that's, you know, on the team maybe that has a, an interesting you know, background as well. I'd love to connect in the, yeah, as you we've got a lot of players from a lot of different countries and a lot of different places. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stories out there. So yeah, we'd love to get together and maybe um, tell a few stories with you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Where'd you move from, by the way? You said you're near. Yeah, I'm from Liverpool, England originally. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Went to college in Georgia, and then as I graduated, transitioned over here to Knoxville. So Cool. Awesome. Well, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Jason Wazalewski. I'm currently a graduate student at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. And my question to you is, um, what are maybe common ways that you see, like, maybe the campus community getting involved, like, within the community of Knoxville because yes on campus we have a lot of great student organizations events for students to enjoy but what are maybe some common ways you see students entering like the Knoxville scene yeah it's interesting I had a whole podcast episode dedicated once to whether or not Knoxville is a college town um, which might seem obvious to somebody that goes here they're like yes it's a college town but my argument was that it's not a college town, that it is a town with a college in it, in the sense that downtown and the university, even though they're like very close, there's something about that Henley Street that goes through that makes it feel like super disconnected. And I've always felt like in a weird way that, and when I have people visit here, they would totally disagree, but I feel like there's not that much orange downtown. I mean, if, even if you're walking downtown, you don't feel necessarily that campus energy downtown unless it's a game day. I, I do think like all the stuff that's happening on Cumberland is gonna yeah. probably, it's going to be great because University of Tennessee is struggling with student housing, mm -hmm. but it's going to, it is already losing that character, which, you know, you can, people will complain about. It's not what it used to be. I understand that. But I think the fact that it's going to be so residential that there's yeah. probably going to be a lot more students just naturally probably making yeah. their way into downtown with the pedestrian bridge, like talks about that going across the river. I think that's automatically going to expand campus further than where it used to be. So I think part of it will just be like, you know, it'll start with where do people want to hang out? Um, and then it'll go from there. I think it's really cool, like what they did recently, and I'd like to see them do more of this. And by them, I mean, I guess the city and the university partnering together. That, that Market Square Madness thing they had the other day, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Mm -hmm. Well, that was awesome. I mean, bring, to bring the campus yeah. over. But I mean, part of it, I guess, is just going to be too. Like, you're a grad student, you're at a yeah. young professional summit like this. Like, I think that's part of it too, is just um, getting out there and getting to know the community better 
which is hard to tell an undergrad to do when yeah, you know everything's exactly. everything's on campus and you know you're looking for that college experience as well. But yeah, I just think you know as Cumberland changes, where people want to hang out will probably change. Where people start hanging out, they'll probably get some more connections that way. And it's probably just I don't know. There's I, there needs to be something I feel like that connects the university and yeah. downtown a little bit more, just like geographically or physically, that yeah. I think would help out a lot. So I've lived in Knoxville like my entire life and I think seeing the way like downtown has grown and changed has been like really, really cool. So like, what do you think the most like exciting upcoming thing like, other than like the baseball stadium? Yeah, like, that's gonna be my answer. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I think it's just like the, I can't remember if y'all were the group that asked what are the boundaries of downtown? I don't think that was y'all. I just think like the, like sort of what the definition of downtown is changing. I mean, that's gonna be interesting to see. There's a lot of growth happening to the north. Um, Happy Holler has been like a neighborhood that's you know always been popular um, for people that live nearby but now it's kind of becoming a place where people want to go to they have uh, you know they have one of the only uh, queer clubs uh, gay clubs in town at club XYZ Central Flats and Taps but now they've added you know you got a brewery over there now you got a wine bar over there you have a pirate bar that's called Evape Tavern but it is a pirate bar if you go inside the whole bar is made out of a pirate ship Um, and uh, and yeah there's there's more stuff popping up I think there's plans for a liquor store over there some more residential units and so I just think kind of seeing sort of the the corridors of of uh, you know, extending out of downtown Knoxville, which is something the city's focusing on, seeing those get more developed will probably be will be interesting. Also, there's a few spots downtown that are like not developed yet that I'm excited about, like Prior Brown Garage, which is apparently the oldest garage in the country. It's just like falling in, like something big is going to happen there, I'm sure. And so there's probably going to be a couple more statement pieces downtown that come in the next few years as well. So that does it for this week's episode of The Scruffy Stuff. As always, I appreciate everyone tuning in. And as always, The Scruffy Stuff has been presented by KnoxNews.com. So again, if you are not a subscriber, head on over to KnoxNews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offers. Got some great deals going on, and it'll get you unlimited access to everything you need to know about your community from business and development to politics and government to fun things to do, which of course was a topic Uh, of discussion a lot on this week's episode and speaking of this week's episode one i I hope you liked it and if you did please leave a review tell us what you liked about the show what you'd like to hear us talk about next and also before you sign off check out that podcast description there's a link to both the urban knoxville facebook group and the urban knoxville newsletter which i write every friday along with higher education reporter keenan thomas and both of those things are just even more ways that you can get plugged into the community through knox news now the facebook group is a private group so just make sure you answer a few quick questions we'll get you in there to join in on the downtown discussion also, if you'd like to keep up with me in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at Scruff. You can also reach out to me via email at ryan.wilusz at knoxnews.com. And if you enjoy the scruffy stuff, you won't want to miss an episode, so make sure you hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you prefer listening on, so that way you get a notification every time a new episode drops or just come back on Tuesdays. I'll be here, and I hope to see you here as well. Until next time, stay scruffy, Knoxville. Talk to you soon. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.